I figured sooner or later, when it comes to popular diets, you know, sooner or later, some researchers would tend tell me that you know eating white bread, white rice, and never missing dessert would be really good for you. I, I still keep out hoping that that's going to happen. But for some people, it sounds like the Atlantic diet might be their version of that. Is it possible that red meat, pork? wine, potatoes could all be good for you. We're going to get this explained to us right now. Dr. Joe Schwartz is with us, Director of McGill University's Office for Science and Society. Dr. Schwartz, thank you for being here. Hey, good morning. What is the Atlantic diet? Well, the Atlantic diet um, is the diet that is consumed in northern Portugal and in northern Spain. And uh, because they are, these areas are on the Atlantic coast, it has come to be called the Atlantic diet. And uh, there have been a couple of recent publications uh, about this, but um, uh, somewhat questionable to tell you the truth. You know, there's so much, so much published about food, which is, is understandable because, uh, of course, we spend our life talking about food, eating food thinking about what we should eat or what we should have eaten, and then we start planning the next meal. You know, our, our, our life really revolves around food, which is it's kind of understandable because it's the only raw material that ever goes into our body. So we are constructed of what we eat. So obviously there is some importance here. But the question is, what should we be eating of the thousands of foods that are uh, available out there? And over the years, of course, researchers have uh, addressed this problem and have looked at uh, diets around the world to see whether or not disease patterns could be linked to diet. And of course, the one that has been in vogue a great deal is the so-called Mediterranean diet. And uh, I mean, that is also a little bit confusing because, of course, there's no one Mediterranean diet. If you look at the map, right. there are many, many countries around the Mediterranean. And uh, the Italian diet is not the same as the Lebanese diet, and it's not the same as the North African diet. But what those diets mostly have in common is that they use a lot of olive oil, they eat a lot of nuts, they eat a lot of vegetables. And, you know, that is certainly... And whole grains, right? Like it's, good. it's whole, and, and whole grains, grains. and yeah, right. um, they keep things simple on that front. They don't complicate it. Right. All right. Now, of course, because uh, any time that you publish a paper about diet, it gets a lot of publicity. So uh, researchers in uh, in Portugal jumped on that bandwagon and took a look at what uh, people are eating in that particular region. And uh, the diet there is actually uh, somewhat different from the Mediterranean diet in the sense that uh, olive oil is not a principal part of the diet. And neither are uh, nuts or, or fruits. And they do eat, as you mentioned, red meat and pork and uh, and fish. Uh, fish, of course, obvious because they are on the Atlantic coast. And the most popular fish is cod that, that they eat. Now, interestingly enough, uh, these researchers looked at uh, patients in hospitals, in four different hospitals in Porto, a large city in, in, in Portugal, who had had a heart attack. And uh, interviewers questioned them about their past dietary history to see if they could find some sort of link. And um, so they uh, compared what these patients had eaten to uh, a group of people from the same area who had been randomly selected who did not have any heart issues. And they compared their, their diets. And to see how widely they adhered to what has been called this uh, 
European Atlantic diet, and uh, that is defined as uh, a diet of fish and red meat and dairy and vegetables and legumes and a special kind of vegetable soup called caldo verde, a lot of potatoes, whole wheat uh, grain, whole wheat bread, and wine. And they took a look to see what was the difference in the consumption of these foods between the heart attack patients and and the the controls. Mm -hmm. And what they discovered was that the uh, the closer that the uh, uh, the subjects were to uh, the diet of the uh, control group median that is you know what the uh, foods that were more eaten than others uh, they found that there was a, a reduced risk of of heart disease now when they further mined the data as you know researchers like to do they found that if they removed red meat and potatoes then there was an even greater benefit. So what really we take away from this uh, is that uh, something that we've always known is that the less red meat that we eat and the fewer simple carbohydrates like potatoes, the, the better off we are. But, but Dr. So Schwartz, I think I what, what people yeah. are actually looking for is an excuse and a reason to eat red meat and potatoes. So if there's <laughs> right. any kind of benefit, they think, oh, see, it's okay. Yeah. They said it was okay. Yeah, well, no, they, that, you know, that would be a misinterpretation of this study, because while this Atlantic diet does um, contain red meat and, and, and pork and, you know, potatoes, when you factor those out of their diet, then they become healthier, you know, then there, there's less of an association with heart disease. So there really isn't any great revelation in this uh, study, except that it adds some more support to the fact that the more fruits and vegetables that we eat and the less red meat that we eat, uh, the better. But I think many people are misinterpreting this study because they see that this Atlantic diet contains red meat. Uh, but the fact is that that is not the reason that it is healthy, because when you factor out the red meat, uh, you see a greater improvement of health. So all we can say is that consuming legumes and, and vegetables and, in fact, less red meat is the direction that we should go. Now, as far as the wine goes, that is a troublesome point. Why? Because, well, because they did show some benefit, at least in this study, although others have not shown that. But whatever benefit wine may have on cardiovascular disease has to be compared to the carcinogenicity of the alcohol. Because we know for sure, I mean, there's no doubt about the fact that alcohol is a carcinogen. The International Agency for Research on Cancer ranks it in its group one, which means it is a substance known to cause cancer in humans. And uh, we know that there's a link between breast cancer and oral cancers and, and alcohol. So even if there is some benefit to the, our cardiovascular system, mm -hmm. you have to weigh, weigh that against the potential of it playing a role in carcinogenesis. Well, Dr. So, uh, Dr. Yeah. Schwartz, I have to thank you. I have to thank you for that. Okay. We're all out of time, but really appreciate you breaking it all down for us. Thank you. Okay. Have a thank good day. You. That's Dr. Joe Schwartz, director of McGill University's Office for Science and Society. See, there is no magic pill. We want to believe that every time there's new news about a diet here and a diet there. So sure, they think maybe a bit of benefit for red wine to cardiovascular health. But as Dr. Schwartz points out, there's 
all these other concerns too. And now everybody talks about inflammation and the, uh, the alcohol and the inflammation that happens in your body is also a terrible thing for you too, right? But anyway, you want to weigh in, send me at cknw.com.